No longer an apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Long time no see, and welcome back to the podcast. I know it's definitely been a while. I'm sure you guessed it. Long, you know, break with uh, with a lot of schoolwork. Very busy times in April. Classic journalism student thing. The month of April before finals. Super, super busy. But once finals come around, it's really light. It's really easy. Some would call it Mickey Mouse. But with that being said, we're going to talk NFL draft today. Going to record an episode immediately after this one. Going to be talking about UNC transfer portal stuff. Very glad that I didn't record that one yet because we now have a better idea of what this team is going to look like now with four transfers. When I talked about doing the episode on it probably about a month ago, it was just on the UNC transfers leaving and who I wanted. So now we have a better idea of what UNC basketball is going to look like this upcoming season, but we're going to wait for basketball. We're going to start with football. Let's go to the NFL draft. It's the best time of the year for football fans. Just They just get to sit on the sofa, see who their team takes. The first round is 16 hours. We see 31 players selected. It's a great time. It's a great show. Roger Goodell starts off with a, with a Hoorah for Kansas City because they won the Super Bowl and they're hosting the draft. Instead of focusing on the kids who are getting drafted, we're going to focus on Patrick Mahomes yet again. But you know what? I don't blame the NFL. I would market my league around Patrick Mahomes too. And speaking of quarterbacks, this was a big draft for them. A few very good quarterbacks available for the Carolina Panthers at number one. And when I saw the Panthers move up from nine to one, remember they gave up two first two seconds and DJ Moore, I believe that is correct. And there's only one guy you could have traded up for. Now it's Bryce Young and that's who the Panthers took. I think the Panthers did, they made the right pick. I mean, I don't want to say did a fantastic job because this is the guy who they should have taken. I think if you don't take Bryce Young, it's an absolute catastrophe. But Bryce Young's the best quarterback in this draft class. I don't care about his size, about about his size. I, I care about how well he can throw the football and play quarterback. And he showed at Alabama that he could do just that. And I think something that's really underrated, last year he didn't have the elite weapons that he had a year prior when he made it to the national championship game. But Bryce Young's a stud. He's a baller. He's going to do great in Carolina. And I'm excited to see how he's going to turn out. So we all knew Bryce Young was going to go there. I'm just glad that they didn't take Levis. I'm glad they didn't take uh, Anthony Richardson at one because that's a big gamble. We're going to talk about those guys in a bit. Houston. Wow, they made a huge move. Not only did they take CJ Strata, to which I think they should have done. Glad they did it. Even though, I mean, people are focused on CJ Stroud taking a freaking SAT test instead of looking at what he did on the field at Ohio State. Thankfully, the Texans saw beyond that crap. But then they trade back in. Trade in to number three with the Arizona Cardinals and select Will Anderson. So they get the quarterback of their liking, but they also get the best defensive player in the draft. Uh, in Will Anderson, great, great edge rusher out of Alabama. And then the Colts at four. Here we go. Is it Richardson? Is it Levis? And the Indianapolis Colts, I think, made the best franchise decision they've ever made since drafting Andrew Luck. Anthony Richardson is going to be a stud. I love this kid. He's got the raw athleticism, the intangibles you can't teach. But you know what? He's with Shane Steichen, who not only worked with Justin Herbert, but developed Jalen Hurts into an MVP candidate Super Bowl quarterback. I think the fit is phenomenal in Indy. 
He Jalen Hurts, mobile quarterback. People say he should switch positions to running back. Taught him how to read defenses. Taught taught him how to throw the football. And those are Anthony Richardson's exact critiques and things he needs to improve on. He's got the arm strength. He's got the athleticism. But yes, he does need more game experience. He does need to you know work on work on accuracy and and all those things they teach at the NFL level. I'm no NFL quarterback coach, but Shane Steichen is certainly a guy who can develop Richardson. And I think he's going to be an absolute legend. He wants to shoot for the Hall of Fame. He said, I think he can do that. So glad they took Richardson over Levis. I think Richardson is the best quarterback. Uh, or, or not not the best quarterback. I, I think Richardson has the highest ceiling out of all of these quarterbacks. And, and he's just too talented. And, you know, everyone draws the Cam Newton-Justin Fields combo comparison. I think that's exactly on, on the mark. Anthony Richardson, I love this pick. I'm so glad Indy did this since I brought him up. Let's bring up Will Levis before we go to the rest of the draft. I felt bad for him that he slid or not that not that he slid well yes I feel bad that he slid because you know I want everyone to get their bag and I want everyone to you know he should have enjoyed his uh his day in the in the green room but instead he was in the green room I'm getting off track they kept showing him on camera on ESPN that's unfortunate that sucks but you know that's that's part of the gig here's the thing with Will Levis he went second round to the Titans second pick of the second round In my mind, Will Levis was the fifth best quarterback in this draft. Yes, I am throwing Hendon Hooker above Will Levis. Hendon Hooker, if not for a torn ACL and being on the verge of 26 next January, Hendon Hooker would have been a first round pick. And he's better than Will Levis. Will Levis, I mean, he, I mean, how many times have we seen this? Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield, it doesn't matter. You know, he's your guy, didn't have an impressive season this past year, had a very good one two years ago, but it's, oh, it's the arm strength at the pro day. Oh, it's the confidence with the interviews. Oh, it's, he's putting mayo in his coffee and eating bananas in the weirdest way possible. It's this very polarizing guy. And, and you know what? That's awesome. But when you look at the tape, he's not that good. He's just not that good. 23 interceptions in two years at Kentucky. And, and then when he slides the, uh, your Mel Kuypers and your, and, and your, uh, Todd McShay's like, well, yeah, teams didn't like how he was in, how he was, uh, turnover prone. Yeah. Teams don't like that. He has a toe injury. Yeah. Teams don't really think he played super well to be a first round pick. Yeah. No, like, like obviously, these were literally things that I was talking to friends about and, and thinking, but on TV, we want to praise him like he's going to be the first overall pick when that just wasn't going to be the case. Will Levis's tape is just not that good, and he's just not that great of a prospect. Yes, you have the arm talent, but it is so Zach Wilson with his persona, with his 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 um, his wowing at the combine, but but he, he threw for 200 plus yards in SEC play one time. Good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, they're supposed to elevate their their teammates. I don't want to hear didn't have the supporting cast. You're in the SEC. You're very good the year prior. I know you lost your coordinator and I know you lost three receivers, but I'm not I, I, I was saying for, for weeks how Will Levis in, in my mind just wasn't that top five pick. And again, I'd take Hendon Hooker over him. And I still would. So that's my thoughts on the Will Levis thing. Felt bad they kept showing him on TV, but you know, he, I saw a tweet that kind of described the situation perfectly. He was a byproduct of the NBA draft system, hyping up one guy, 
because of, you know, things on social media. But then the reality of it was, is scouts were nervous taking him. They weren't uber impressed by him. And then you hear all the concerns with, with, with Levis um, after the first round on, on ESPN. So, um, that being said, the teams that took quarterbacks took the right ones, in my opinion. All right, let's get to the, the stuff that people on TV aren't talking about. Let's go Seattle at number five. This is the pick they got from Denver. They go corner. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Definitely the best cornerback in the draft, uh, I, I would say. I think this was a phenomenal pick. Cardinals did a great job going down to six, getting Paris Johnson Jr. tackle out of Ohio State. Apparently, they wanted him at three, so they trade down, get a massive haul from the Texans, still get the guy they want. That's awesome. Uh, Raiders, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, very good edge rusher. Don't really know too much about him. Was thinking maybe Jalen Carter here, but that's just me. We're, he's coming up. Uh, Falcons going B. John Robinson. Falcons, I think this was rumored that they were going to go uh, Bijan because, you know, they want to take best player on the board. They thought he was one of the best players on the board. So, it, but what's interesting is you drafted a, a wide receiver in Drake London at eight. You drafted Bijan at eight, yet your quarterback situation is still unclear. We don't know if Desmond Ritter's the guy. It's going to be his team this year. But if, you, if you're bad, I guess you go get Caleb Williams or, or Drake May. So uh, Falcons are in an interesting spot. Then the Eagles, or the Bears are at nine, and uh, they trade back one pick with the Eagles for a fourth-round pick, and the Eagles take Jalen Carter, which sucks for the Giants because, my goodness, the Eagles killed this draft. They did so good in this draft. They got Jalen Carter, uh, who's arguably the best, you could say, the best defensive player in the draft. I like Will Anderson better. Uh, Jalen Carter obviously had the -the off-the-field stuff with the car accident. That's, I mean, weighed very hard on him. You saw how emotional he was, but I mean, on the field, he's a stud. He, he, he's a absolute menace in the middle of a defensive line. And now he's going to be joining Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham. I mean, his teammate, Nolan Smith is going, I guess the, I mean, Georgia just keeps, or Georgia defenders just keep going to Philadelphia. Those are the only guys that are drafted. They drafted three of them in this draft. Chicago did go tackle from Tennessee. I think any O-line would be good there to protect Justin Fields because my goodness, they couldn't protect him. Let's go to some uh, noticeable picks. Don't want to go through all of them. Uh, The Lions taking Jameer Gibbs at 12. I I don't know why they they took Jameer Gibbs when they already paid David Montgomery in this offseason and had DeAndre Swift. They must hate DeAndre Swift because they shipped him to Philly for a fourth and seventh round pick. This is a running back on the last year of his rookie deal. Um, I, I just don't get resetting the running back clock when you have bigger needs at corner. You just traded Jeff Okuda. Uh, you could have gone Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I, I mean, he was projected top 10 pick out of Oregon. He falls to nor, uh, to new England at 17. And that's a, that's a steal in my mind. So I, I don't know what the Lions were doing going Jameer Gibbs. And then you go Jack Campbell at 18, who is a projected second rounder and linebacker is already a position that's not really like valued to be a first round pick. Those are guys you can find in the more middle rounds. So I I hate what Detroit did. Uh, the Packers, why did you go def- defense again? Lucas Van Ness is a good player, but um, who's Jordan Love throwing the ball to? I mean, Alan Lazard is gone. I- I'm sure Randall Cobb is going to go to I don't know if he's a free agent or not. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be following Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, but why not take Smith and Jigbo? Why not take Zay Flowers? Or, or You have your whole choice of wide receivers. I don't care if it's a reach. You need Jordan Love to throw the ball to someone. Christian Watson is not enough. And they go defense again. They just hate drafting school players. I don't I don't know why. 
Steelers took the tackle from Georgia at 14. They traded up with New England. I think that's a great pick from them. Jets, same deal. Take a wide receiver. Why are you going linebacker? I I, I just I just don't get it. Um uh and then and then obviously New England goes Gonzalez. That's a that's a great pick. Um Seahawks. Now this is where this is probably the the biggest part of the first round in in the later picks. The wide receivers. There's just a huge run on wideouts. Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to Seattle. Quentin Johnston goes to the Chargers at 21. Zay Flowers goes to Baltimore at 22. And then Jordan Addison going to be next to Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Four receivers taken in a row in the first round. First time in NFL history. Let's go through each fit. Smith and Jigba, I think this is a great fit for Seattle. He's going to line up in the slot. uh, Lockett and and DK Metcalf like to be outside, so I think the fit's going to be great there. Geno Smith coming off a career year. For the Chargers, I don't know why they went wide receiver. Are they planning on cutting Keenan Allen? Are they worried about finding a, a Mike Williams replacement when he gets hurt? And key keyword is when, because he's very injury prone. Uh, I think the fit's pretty good there, if, especially if you keep Keenan Allen, because Keenan's going to line up in the slot. Johnson can be your, your deep threat outside next to Mike Williams. Very lethal trio. However, that defense needs to be fixed up, in my opinion. And the coaches. Coaches, too. Um, uh, Staley's bad, but, uh, now these picks, well, and not these picks, uh, Baltimore had to go wide out. I think Zay Flowers is awesome. Uh, you got to get Lamar Jackson after you pay him $260 million, get him some weapons. Now he's got Bateman with Odell and Zay Flowers. Love that. But Minnesota want to get revenge on my New York Giants because I tweeted out before the draft. If one of these receivers are there at 25, take them. They're too talented. They're very good. And at 20, before Seattle picked, there are no, no receivers gone. And I'm like, all right, maybe one, of, maybe we'll get one of them. These are good, good receivers. Get Daniel Jones some, some weapons. And then Minnesota to get revenge for us smacking them down in the postseason. They take Jordan Addison, even though they already have Justin Jefferson. And you know, I I, I was pissed. I Jordan Addison was the one where I thought we could have stayed at 25 without get trading up too much and. And we could have gotten Addison at 25. I, I really thought that receivers, that he, he could have fell out of all the receivers. And he's a great route runner. We saw what he did at Pitt two years ago with Kenny Pickett, Blitnikoff winner. So there the Giants are at 25. And I'm like, okay. It's a it's it's a, not a catch-22, but there are two sides of this. One, the receivers are gone. But there are teams like the Vikings and the Ravens that needed cornerback help. And since they went wide out, there was one cornerback. And a, or there were a couple cornerbacks just waiting to be picked at 25. And you know what? The Giants didn't waste their time. They traded up one pick to with it with the Jaguars to 24. And they got Deontay Banks out of Maryland. I love this pick. Let's get into some Giants stuff now because I think the Giants had an awesome draft. And it started with Deontay ba- Banks. They managed the board super well. They didn't reach too high for one of these wide receivers. And they got their biggest need. And and for me, as much as I would have loved a top receiver, getting the cornerback in the first round is the bigger need. This is a team with a Dory Jackson who got injured last year. But Fabi Moreau, Darnay Holmes, you know, there's not much talent out there. And this guy can really be a shutdown corner, in my opinion. Six foot, 197, very physical cornerback. He's a press zone corner but he I, I i've seen he's a good a good man corner maybe too uh but definitely physical and and can press but i think he had the highest vertical in the draft out of the cornerbacks he runs a four three five forty, 40 
And I, I think he can be a high impact starter from day one. Just kind of looking at um some post analysis stuff on ESPN, but yeah, top end speed, strength and length, uh, quick feet, lateral agility for a taller corner. Again, he's six foot, which is good because Adore Jackson's smaller, but I think this is going to help out our defense a lot. And the Giants, I think second round, you go with the center, John Michael Schmitz. I think that I said his name right. Apparently the best pure center prospect in the draft. We get him in the second round. And then Joe Shane, I love this guy. I love our GM going up in the third round, trading for Jalen Hyatt. Blitnikoff winner from Tennessee, 15 touchdowns on the year, five touchdowns on Alabama, 211 yards to beat Alabama for the first time in like 15, 16 years. Love the Jalen Hyatt fit because we got our yak guy. We got Paris Campbell in free agency. Our go-to guy, Darren Waller, we got him at tight end. We got our possession receiver, Isaiah Hodgins. Wandale Robinson can play in the slot. I know Jalen Hyatt played 89% of his snaps in the slot, but I could see him playing outside too. We didn't have that deep threat, that vertical threat with just instant speed that could just burn you down the field. Everyone wants to act, well, everyone everyone wants to act like he has speed and that's it uh, with what I've seen because he's got two things he can't teach, elite vertical speed and the and, and the ball skills to just go up and get in. He's got that, got good hands, um, but Sometimes you just need a guy who can be a burner. Tyreek Hill is the, the elite of those guys, but I mean, we've we've seen just some fast guys going to run a vertical and they'll they'll get a touchdown. But I think Jalen Hyde can really uh really grow as a receiver. He definitely needs to improve his route tree and expand it. You know, it's not that expansive at Tennessee. They run a very offensive friendly or like a quarterback friendly offense. It's very simple, very easy, not not too many routes. But um I think the Giants did an awesome, awesome job getting getting Jalen Hyatt. So much so, I think they had one of the best drafts out of all teams in the NFL. So let's go over some winners and losers. Giants, just talked about them. I think they're a huge winner. The Eagles, definitely a winner. With um, uh, Definitely a big winner going for the Georgia guys, uh, Jalen Carter. And Nolan Smith at 30. I mean, the fact that he fell there was was good for them. Texans talked about them making a good move. Talked about the Colts going to get Richardson. And they, they get Josh Downs in the third round and a corner in the second round. I think they did good there. Loved what the Cardinals did getting that haul while getting the same player they wanted. They're definitely preparing for the future. And, and then Seattle. I mean, getting the best corner and best wide receiver in the first round. Really made work with that Russell Wilson trade. Now some losers. Um, Detroit we talked about. I, I just don't under... I like Brian Branch. I think that was a good pick. They, they took the wrong tight end. They didn't even take Michael Meyer. But the thing is, is everyone's talking about like they need a tight end. But no, you just had TJ Hawkinson and he had like no use. He had one game with like 200, with like 180 yards and two touchdowns. I would know because I played him in fantasy. Thanks for that, TJ. But, I mean, I mean they act like they use tight ends in their offense. Like, I, I just didn't see it as a huge need. Like, why don't you fill out your, your secondary more or your linebacker? Or, I don't I don't know. They had a lot of picks. I guess they could spend them on whatever position they want. I love the Hendon Hooker get, though, to back up Jared Goff. I think that's a good insurance policy once he recovers from the ACL. But I, I just thought they reached a little too high. And uh, the Jameer Gibbs thing, I, I just, they were so excited to replace a starter. That was good enough. I mean, and I don't see Jameer Gibbs as a top 12 pick. That, that's just me. I think it was Bijan and, and everyone else. Um, Cowboys, I, I, I'm not saying this because I hate them. I don't know why they went D-tackle. 
Uh, I I just what what about? I, I mean, you got the pass rush. I guess they want to you know get some more D line depth. Um, what about a second receiver to help out C D Lamb? Like talk about needing a second running back. I don't know. Beef up the O line maybe. What about what about secondary stuff? Like I I just I just didn't. I wasn't impressed by the pick. I mean, he's going to be good for sure. I, I mean, I just think it wasn't a, a bigger need for them. And then the Bears, I, I think they should have gone with Jalen Carter at nine. I mean, this is arguably a player you could have taken at one if you stayed there. And um, I don't know if they got a receiver on on the back end of the draft, but still, who, aside from DJ Moore, you know, who are they going to throw the ball to? You need Darno Mooney to solidify himself as the number two again after a so-so season. Will Levis is definitely a loser. Um, I, I even as fit in Tennessee, like he might get the job, but gosh, the receivers are just so bad. Um, the, Traylon Burks uh, is their their best guy, but he's relatively unproven because of how injured he was last season. Um, and then I, let's go over so a couple a couple more notable picks that I think are sneaky sneaky good from the skill position uh, s- spot. Josh Downs going to the Colts is awesome. I'm not just saying this because of a U because I'm a UNC guy. I think that's good value. I think him and Hyatt are great value picks in the third round. There were some receivers taken above them that I don't think are better. Maybe they translate better skill wise, but um, I think Josh Downs is really shifty, a good gadget guy uh, for whether you want to run him on jet sweeps or get him yards after catch, throw him the slot. Richardson and him will be an instant connection. And then the one I really want people to look out for. The Miami Dolphins drafted Devin A-Chain in the third round out of Texas A&M. I think this guy is going to be their starter midway through the season. Devin A-Chain is a fast, hard, physical runner. He's He is an engine. And, and I mean, we saw him a few years back in the in the Orange Bowl, UNC did, and, and Devin A-Chain tore us up in the second half. He, I, I think he can be a starter in this league for a long, long time. I'm very high on Devin Aitchin. And then you look at their backfield. Got Raheem Mostert, uh, you, know, you know, guy who's been injured. And I believe they, they traded for the other Niners running back. That is slipping my mind. But with that being said, I think Aitchin, and, and this is something notable for fantasy to keep an eye on. I think Aitchin could be a good fantasy value pick to hold on to later on because uh, th- that running back, backfield is not solidified uh in my mind so that's my analysis for the draft let me know your thoughts let me know how you're feeling uh whatever team you rooted for and let me know uh how you feel about my opinions on on your pick let me know how you feel about your pick um as your own opinion and yeah i feel like i covered everything gonna be getting into unc transfer portal news and the new team in a bit so make sure to stay tuned keep uh keep yourself updated with, with the podcast we're getting back into it for the summer school's almost over class is almost over everyone good luck with finals i'll talk to you next time thank you so much for listening and we reverse it around this time